Hello and welcome into the matchup, your number one source for sports gaming and everything in between. I am your host, Jake Patterson, and we have got a whole lot to talk about because I missed a week and uh, a lot happened in the NBA. Um, I ate a whole lot of crow on the Sixers performance in games six and seven. And they, they should have won game six. They should have won game six and they completely fucking gave up. And you know what? It's like the process has been a complete and utter failure. Uh, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad Glenn took credit for it, but um, it still didn't work. And now he's gone. Harden's probably going back to Houston. So, uh, and it's not going to go well for him. God only knows what the Sixers are going to do next because they won't have a good draft pick this year. And the front office is still full of it. The, the same idiots who let Jimmy Butler walk a few years ago. Four years ago, to be exact. So, yes, I am pissed at the Sixers. Uh, they are, like, I, I know I said... Uh, like I said before game seven, if if Glenn is even on the plane back from Boston, I'm done with this team. And he he was on the plane back from Boston, but they did fire him like right after the fact. So I still claim the Sixers as my team, but they they took a hit in my power rankings. Like they are below the Flyers, which is a position they always held. But for during the process era, the Flyers were still kind of winning, and the Sixers were ass. This year, the Sixers were a championship contender. The Flyers were a, were never going to make the playoffs, and they didn't. And uh, yeah, the Flyers are still much higher in my power rankings because they are making the necessary changes to get better. They fired that moron Dan Fletcher, Danny Briere, and Keith Jones seem to actually know what the hell they're doing. And um oh frick. Uh that guy from that guy from Comcast whose uh whose name I'm totally blanking on is no longer head of Comcast or governor of the Philadelphia Flyers. So hopefully this other guy just does the Steve Bashotti thing. And stays the fuck out of hockey operations and signs the paychecks. Hopefully that will be the case. And just let Daniel Briere and Keith Jones do their jobs. I can't believe I called him Daniel Briere. He he's still Danny. Like he said as much. Like, like at their introductory press conferences, they were like, like Keith Jones said, no, I'm still Jonesy. Like, I'm not gonna be Keith Jones. Like, I'm still I'm still Jonesy, which I very much appreciate. Because, one, all of Flyers media, the people who actually know him, say Keith Jones is, like, the nicest guy and is incredibly intelligent. So, I'm all on board for be for him being uh, president of Hockey Ops. I'm on board with Danny Briere being GM. Like, Danny Briere, it, it has nothing to do with his skills as a GM, but, like, Danny Briere has left an indelible mark on my Flyers fandom. Like, when I became a fan of this team, he was a key piece of their offense and their defense. 
And the first game I ever went to, he was their entire offense. Patrick, that was sealed with a game-winning goal in overtime, and he also beat the shit out of Kyle Turris for cheap-shotting him. Like, he he did it all. He scored a hat-trick, he got a fight, and he got the overtime game-winner, which was the third goal of the aforementioned hat-trick. It's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm glad he's GM now instead of that moron, Chuck Fletcher. Hopefully, he'll actually be GM for a reasonable period of time because I was looking through old mashup rundown episodes and saw talking points about the Flyers getting rid of their previous GM and taking pot shots at him. It was only four and a half years ago. So, uh, you know, hopefully this goes a little better. And this segment was supposed to be about the NBA. So uh, now that I'm done ranting about my teams, let's get back on track to uh, what the NBA is doing. And the Denver Nuggets, who just completed a like the games were closer scoreboard wise than they actually appeared. The the Nuggets were clearly the better team in this series because, you know, they just swept LeBron James, which I don't think has ever happened. I don't think anyone has ever swept LeBron James. Has LeBron ever gotten swept? Let's say. LeBron swept in playoffs. Okay, he has been swept before, but it's only happened three times. When was the... uh twice in the playoffs during his 20-year career, and both occurred when he was with the the cast. In 2007, which uh, was very early in his career, and that was an absolutely stacked... That was an absolutely stacked Spurs team. And then... Oh, yeah, in, in 2018... swept the Kyrie Irvingless uh Cavs when Kyrie was still a good player. So, yeah, it it has not happened often. And I think that will be the last time LeBron ever gets swept in the playoffs because he's probably only going to play another year or two before he retires and I don't think the Lakers are going to run into a buzzsaw like the Nuggets again and even if they do, they might actually win a game. But LeBron is LeBron has hinted at his press conference that he might retire and I mean what more does he have to prove? He's got the scoring record, he's got multiple championships, multiple MVPs, multiple finals MVPs. He's a guaranteed Hall of Famer. He's got more money than he will ever know what to do with. He's already got a post career planned out in like TV and movie production and a little bit of acting. Like, what more does he need? What more does he genuinely need to prove? Like, unless he wants to play with Bronny, which realistically, he could just take next season off and then come back and play for whichever team Bronny gets drafted by. 
Like, realistically, he could just do that. I mean, it's not like it's going to be the Gordy Howe thing where he's coming out of retirement 15, 20 years later to play with his kids when he is, like, an old, old man. No, he's... He's going to be... He'd be what? He'd be, he'd be 40. Or almost 40. Because it'd be the 2024 season, so he'd be 39, but he would turn 40 in the uh, in the process of that season. Yeah, he's he's exactly 10 years older than me. That's how I know. That's how I know how to do the math. And I also just reminded myself how close to my 30th birthday I am. Ugh. Don't don't remind me of that. I don't remind me of that brain. I did it to myself, but all of you listening to this don't don't remind me either. It it keeps me up at night. Anyway, the Lakers get swept by the clearly much better Nuggets team. Uh, Jamal Murray has a huge play at the end of game four to uh, to seal the win. Like it would if that basket by LeBron goes and the ball doesn't get ripped out of his hands by Murray or get um, get blocked by Aaron Gordon, who is right in front of him, ready, ready to try and go for the block. Like if that if that basket goes or he gets fouled by Gordon and it doesn't or like assuming that basket goes and he doesn't get fouled by Gordon, which didn't actually happen, but also he backed off when he saw Murray rip the ball out of his hands, so like there was a lot of potential energy there for a for a foul from Gordon. And if that happens LeBron James at the free throw line in a clutch situation with only a few seconds left, down two in the fourth quarter. Those free throws are probably going in. And then you go to overtime, and I, I think I think the Nuggets do still win in overtime. But it was better for the Nuggets to not sweat it out and make their first ever NBA final where I assume they will meet the Miami Heat. Because that game, it's uh, it's four in the afternoon as I'm recording this, so that game won't start for another couple hours. What, what time does that game start? I assume 8 o'clock. 8.30. So in about four and a half hours, that game will tip, and it's in Miami. The Heat are kicking the Celtics' asses right now, and... All the Celtics have is some uh, baseless shit talk and Al Horford taking one step towards Jimmy Butler like he was going to punch him before backing off because Butler mocked his bullshit, like, kneel down tee up celebration. Which, again, this is a strictly fuck Al Horford podcast, so uh, I would have loved to have seen him try to fight Jimmy Butler. Because that wouldn't end well. And all that would come of it is a black eye for Al Horford and his Cersei Lannister-ass sister calling Jimmy Butler mean names on Twitter. Yeah, I, I'm going to beat that dead horse because I genuinely thought Anna Horford was his wife. Like, learning that she is his sister is the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. 
And uh, I can't wait to see how she uh, inevitably ends up bitching about how the Celtics were robbed by the Heat. And she's probably going to go into the ratings thing like, oh, why would the NBA... Why would the NBA want Denver versus Miami? Because it's going to be a good fucking series, you moron. No one outside of LA or Boston gives a fuck about the Lakers or the Celtics. Like, Boston fans have this delusion that other cities care about them. Other cities only care about you because we fucking hate you. New York, Baltimore, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Washington. Toronto. Toronto has their own entitlement issues. But all of these cities only care about you because we fucking hate you. It's it's that simple. Like, th this is a strictly fuck Boston podcast, but specifically Al Horford. Like, that's that's the only thing I care about Boston, is them being miserable. And they're their entitlement is fucking insane. Like, oh, it's so hard to be a fucking Boston fan. Please. Bitch, I have seen two championships in my entire life. And they were separated by 12 years. And I don't even remember the first one. I was six years old. I fell asleep during that Super Bowl. Those are the only two championships of my teams I have seen in my entire life. One as a kindergartner and one as a senior in high school. That's it. My other three pro teams, all of their championships have come before I was born. 1983, 1980. When did the Sixers win their last championship? When was the Sixers' last championship? Actually, I don't even remember. I know it was in, like, the 70s or the 80s. Um, championships, 1983. So, same year as the Orioles. And 1975. Those are, those are my championships. 2013, two in 1983, and one in 1975. Those are my four teams. So, I don't want to hear about how fucking hard it is to be a Boston fan. When, when you have... When you have obnoxious douchebags now spending their entire childhood going to freaking parades for e at least every one of their teams. Mostly the Patriots and the Red Sox, if we're being honest, because uh, really the Celtics only have one in that span and the Bruins only have one. So, like, fuck off, Boston. You, uh, you had enough championships for multiple lifetimes in the space of just a couple decades, like less than a single generation. So yeah, fuck off Boston. Um, I am, I am very much looking forward to watching the heat kick your asses again in, in about four and a half hours. And uh, if I'm wrong, you can come at me all you want, but I highly doubt the Celtics win this game. Because talking shit to the guy who people have a conspiracy theory that is that is semi-believable that he's Michael Jordan's son, you know, may maybe wouldn't want to poke that bear. Like, the closest thing the modern NBA 
has in terms of like attitude outside of LeBron James to Michael Jordan, you know, probably probably wouldn't want to poke that, you know, just just a thought. You know, just just putting that out there. There was an entire five part documentary a couple of years ago about how pissing off Michael Jordan is not a good idea. And now you're trying to do the same to the guy people think might be his son. Now, I I don't actually believe that. Uh, I, I don't actually believe that theory at all. I, I think it was just some, it was probably just some random guy. But it it is fun to speculate. And like, he kind of looks like him. They have very similar personalities. <laughs> He's he's less of an asshole, but you know, still wouldn't want to still wouldn't want to poke Jimmy Butler like that. And uh, I can't wait to watch the Heat win by at least twenty, because uh, Celtics fans are huff, huffing more hopium than I have ever seen, and it's fucking hilarious. So uh, like, and even if you even if you win Game Four, you're not winning Game Five. Because most of your worst performances this playoff have come at home. Like, all your best performances against the Sixers where they didn't just fall down and die came in Philly. All of your best performances in in the first round against... Um, who did they even play in the first round? I don't even remember. Who the heck did they play in the first round? Oh, the, uh, oh, the Hawks. Yeah, the Hawks. Like, all their, they had, they, like, they lost game five at home in Boston. Sure, they won, and they, they lost game three in Atlanta. Like, they don't have... They don't have good performances at home. So even if by some miracle of God, when this episode drops, the Heat have lost game four. They're not losing game five. <laughs> like no one has come back from down 3-0 in the playoffs. And a team where your star player is turning into Ben Simmons right before your fucking eyes and your entire offensive core is getting outscored by undrafted players on the other team. You know, you're you're probably not coming back from a 3-0 deficit. And you're trying to talk shit about winning a series last year. You're probably not coming back from a 3-0 deficit. So, fuck you, Boston. Let's go Heat. And I will be cheering for them in the NBA Finals, too, because I think Jimmy Butler deserves it. And... He needs something to uh, secure his Hall of Fame resume and even one championship basically carrying a bunch of like Spolstra's gonna lock in his legacy as one of the best coaches ever, along with like Popovich, if if they win this. And Jimmy Butler's gonna cement his place in the Hall of Fame. So I'm I'm definitely pulling for the heat in the finals because yes, I am giving the Eastern Conference Championship to them already. It's sign sealed delivered for the Heat. And let's be honest, Heat Nuggets would be infinitely more fun than Lakers Celtics. Because 
because sure, it'd be nice to see LeBron win one more. If you've seen LeBron win a title, it's kind of the Tom Brady thing. Like, I didn't care when Tom Brady won another fucking Super Bowl. LeBron James, it's kind of the same way. Like, I've seen him win a title before. He conquered the demons. He's the best player of all time already in my book. He doesn't need to win another. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's probably going to get voted in unanimously. He's He's got more money than I will ever see in my entire life. And he managed to make that 15 years ago. So, yeah, like. It's it's not going to be like, give me something different. Give me like a Jimmy Butler championship. Jokic and Murray are going to get theirs eventually in their careers, but give me a Jimmy Butler championship right now. But that's what I got for the NBA up next. We'll, uh, switch gears and talk some call of duty league. I'm still very pissed off at Activision, but I don't want to get into all that because it's, it's kind of heavy and just involves a lot of copyright law. And it just, it would just boil down to the simple sentiment of fuck Activision. So, uh, other people have explained it much better than me. So you can, you can find them out there on the inner internet. It's not that hard to find, but we're going to switch things up, talk some Call of Duty League when we come back here on The Mashup. Hey, do you really like The Mashup and want to help support it even more? Of course I do. You're so awesome. Well, do I have good news for you? I now have a Barstool Sports Store affiliate link. Oh, what the heck is that? An affiliate link is a link that takes you directly to the Barstool Store, but has some extra coding in it to let them know that I sent you, so I get some of the money from the sale in return. That's so cool! Yes, it is, and it helps me put out better and better content for you! And maybe does enough to get Barstool's attention that they'll give me a job. All you have to do is go to barstool-sports.pxf.io slash the mashup. That's barstoolsports.pxf.io slash the mashup and get some merch. Doesn't matter what you get, you'll be supporting me and the mashup. And you get a cool t-shirt, hoodie, flag, or whatever else you want in return. So go to barstoolsports.pxf.io slash the mashup today and help me grow this podcast even more. All right, welcome back to the mashup. Let's talk some CDL. It has been a long stretch of online play, of empty arena majors. And just general bullshit that we are now getting back to a real major with a real crowd in a very good city like Toronto. Look, I, I hate Toronto fans for sports, but and I hate driving in Toronto. It is a nightmare of traffic. Like it's if you've never driven in Toronto, um, take my advice and don't like Go to the Hockey Hall of Fame and then leave. Like, that's that's all you need to do in Toronto. Like, that's that's what you should do in Toronto. Like, go to the Hockey Hall of Fame because it's actually legitimately cool and then leave. That's that's what you do when you go to Toronto, because otherwise you will be sitting in traffic for like three hours going nowhere. It took about 45 minutes to get from Niagara Falls to Toronto. Took three hours to get back. Quadrupled the amount of time. Same road. Just going in the opposite direction. It it took uh, four times the uh, the amount of the initial trip out there. 
but that's that's a whole other story. And um, Toronto traffic absolutely sucks. So to everyone going to the major this week, don't drive. You will be miserable. Just stay near the venue. Stay near your hotel. Do not drive. It will be an awful experience. Driving in Toronto is worse than driving in New York. Yes, I, I am putting that out there. So for people going to the major this week, just keep that in mind. Driving in Toronto sucks worse than driving in New York. But as far as actual predictions for, the, for this major go, I have no freaking clue. Like, major five qualifiers made no sense at all. Like, thieves fell to the win the last major curse again, where they absolutely sucked. And they went one and four. Where they only beat London. And even then, London was putting up a fight. Like, yeah, it was a sweep, but it was it was not a very pretty sweep. All three maps were pretty damn close. I I I have no clue what's gonna happen in this major. Vegas are in the winner's bracket again. Optic dominated qualifiers. And that carried them to a second place finish at the last major when they also dominated qualifiers. And now they're probably gonna have at least some green wall presence. At uh, at Toronto, because there is always green wall presence, no matter where you go. So I I have no freaking clue. I think Toronto will do well. Actually, let's do my pickups. Let's let's do that. Let's do that live as as we record. Let's let's just straight up do pickups right now. Are they locked? Oh, I have to sign in. Whoops, forgot to do that, so uh, be right back. Okay, and I'm back. Now we can, uh, now we can go match by match and uh, do my predictions. So, uh, first, so top of the bracket, Optic Texas versus Florida Mutineers. Uh, Florida just barely squeaked their way into, into winner's bracket. And Optic are red freaking hot right now, so 3-0. Breach Rocker. Last game of the day on Thursday. This one's this one's gonna be tight, but Rocker are pissed about the whole sound EQ thing at their uh at their home series. And they're gonna want to send a message. And Rocker have been pretty good since their last roster change. So I'm I'm giving this one to Rocker 3-1. Phase Legion. You know what? I'm gonna get spicy. Legion in five. No, not that. Legion in five. There we go. Yeah, Legion in five. Call me a phase hater. I don't care. I don't think this phase team is all that good. I still don't. I haven't thought that all year. Like they are they are worse off with Slasher as IGL instead of Arsities. They haven't had the same like insane hard point chokes. They just haven't been as good. So yeah, I'm going Legion in five. Ultra versus subliners, home crowd advantage, three one ultra. Losers bracket. 
Florida Mutineers versus LA Thieves. Thieves back on land where they are much better than they are online. Mutineers are ass. So let's go with Thieves. I'll, I'll, I'll give Florida one on that. Boston Breach versus London Royal Ravens. It's, it's London's essentially last match of their season because they are absolutely not making champs even with a miracle run. A miracle run at this major where they win the thing would only get them 125 points. That's how far behind they are. Like that would only get them to 125 points, which is still only good enough as it stands right now for 10th. And the other teams ahead of them are also going to get points. Well, actually, Vegas will because they'll they'll have a win. So yeah, like. Yeah, they, they stand literally no chance. Because even winning the major would only get them to 125 points, which right now is only good enough for 10th. That's that's how bad they are. That that's how far behind they are. They are they are out of contention. Hey, and LAG are too. So that's that's why I don't have much hope for them either. But yeah, uh, London, London absolutely gets swept by the much better Boston team. And, uh, you know, throw some tea in the harbor because uh, because it's it's going to Boston. Seattle Surge versus Atlanta phase. My, my phase hater card is going to show here, but it is surge on land against phase with a hostile crowd. Surge three, two surge, take it in five. Yes. I'm saying phase go. Oh, and two with this major. I don't care. New York subliners versus LAG three, one subliners. <laughs> LAG don't care. They, they might not even exist as a team anymore after this season. Cause Kronky's a, fucking cheapskate old man despite being ridiculously wealthy and uh fired everyone from the guard for basically no reason optic texas versus minnesota rocker this should be a fun series it's been it's been three years since they lined up for accuracy but there is no love lost between these two franchises but i think optic take this one i'm gonna give this one to optic 3-1 they're they're just that much better Toronto versus Vegas. Sorry, Vegas. 3-1 Toronto. Like, you get the, uh, oh, the the guy who got dropped doesn't lose to the team he got dropped by. That already happened. It's not happening again on land in front of a Toronto crowd. <laughs> Maybe another crowd that doesn't like Toronto that would be cheering for Vegas. Maybe that propels Vegas to a win, but not. Not in Toronto. No freaking way. Thieves breach. This one goes five, but thieves win. Surge subliners. I don't have that much faith in subliners. Surge three one. Uh, losers round three. Losers round three. Three thieves versus Legion. I think this will actually be a pretty fun series, but three one thieves. Rocker versus Surge. Sorry, sorry, Rocker, but I'm I'm going to give that one to Surge because I think 
I think they are, in fact, better than you. Uh, losers four or losers semis. Uh, no, I can't get this one to thieves. I think this one goes to Seattle. Uh, winners finals optic in Toronto again. I mean, I think this is going to be the final. So really, no matter who I have winning this, like the loser beats Seattle in losers finals anyway. Uh, actually, I like the storyline here. Uh, Toronto win 3-2, Optic sweep surge, and then Optic 4, Toronto 2. Same scoreline, same scoreline, I believe, as the, uh, as the Optic Major, but reversed. Yeah, 4-2, 4-2 Toronto was the final. So I'm going to, I'm going to push the storyline narrative here and say Optic win Toronto's major by the same scoreline that Toronto won Optic's major by. So those, those are my predictions. Those are my predictions for the major. I have no idea how right or wrong I'm going to be. I don't have a whole lot of faith in this phase 0-2 thing, but... If I don't do it and it happens, I'm going to be pissed. So I'm going to I'm going to put that out there and say phase go 0 and 2. But I am I am really looking forward to this major. It's Memorial Day weekend. Going to have a I assume there's going to be a pretty good crowd in Toronto. And it's just going to be nice to have a crowd again after the nightmare that was major 4 with, you know, playing in a fucking strip mall in uh, in Columbus, Ohio. So, yeah, that's uh, that that's my predictions. And I, I feel like this major will be much, much better than the last one. And no more online for the rest of the season. We don't have to hear any more bitching about sound EQ. It's wonderful. Oh my God. I, I, I'm so glad we're done with online. I, I hate online play. I hate online play so much. Like that was what the 2020 season had right at the start of things. Like everything was on land. There was no online. We need to bring that shit back, but that's what I got for. Call of Duty League. What do you think about my uh, god-awful predictions? Uh, let me know yours in the Discord, on Twitter. Links in the show description, as always, along with uh, the affiliate link I plugged in that ad read earlier. But, uh, you know, all that stuff in the show description, as always. Up next, switching back to sports. Let's uh, We'll talk some NHL. It's coming up next here on The Mashup. All right, welcome back to The Mashup. Let's uh let's talk some hockey. I I can't believe the Florida Panthers are actually about to do this. Like, how the hell did this happen? They were down 3-1 against the best regular season team in the history of the NHL. They won that series. Then they beat the Toronto Maple Leafs, who a much longer, much more storied and 
franchise and a much better on paper team than they are. They beat them too. I mean, sure, it was the first time the Toronto Maple Leafs have seen the second round since since the projected number one overall pick this year was born. But, you know, you win some, you lose some. God, poor Toronto. Like, Connor Bedard. When was was Connor Bedard actually born? He went in... Yeah, he's 17. He was born in 2005. Like, the lockout was ending. The lockout was ending when this kid was born. He, like, that win in the first round against the Lightning was the first Maple Leafs playoff series win he has ever seen. Kind of sad, isn't it? (laughs) It's funny. And then, yeah, they beat Toronto, too. And Toronto had high hopes. It's like, oh, my God, Boston's gone. We don't have to play Boston. We can we can play Florida. Nope. Just get shit stopped by the Panthers. And I thought I thought their run would come to an end against the Canes because I thought the Canes would like go back to the beginning of the playoffs. My prediction was the Canes would play Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals and win. Now they're on the verge of getting swept by Florida. Because of one man, well, two. Sergei Bobrovsky and Matthew Tuchuk. That's it. Like, the Canes aren't even playing poorly. Every game is, like, game one went to what? Like, five or six overtimes? No, it didn't go to five. It went to... How long did it went to four? Game one went to four overtimes and was three to two. Game two also went to overtime. And game three was a one nothing win for the Panthers, where they had to sweat it out at the end. Like, the Carolina is not playing poorly. They're just getting so unlucky. It's, it's kind of hilarious. Like they're they're getting so insanely unlucky when honestly I thought they were the best team in the Eastern Conference coming into the playoffs. And now they could get swept through no fault of their own other than just bad luck and a few bad bounces. Hockey is stupid and I love it. And and then on the in the Western Conference I think Vegas is going to win. They're, they're up 2-0 in games that, in both games so far, have also only gone to overtime. They were both in Las Vegas. I, I have no idea what's going to happen uh, tonight in Dallas. Like, maybe the Stars bounce back. Like, the Stars have to win this game. Like, even if the Stars, w- like, they lose this game and then they win game four. Oh, yeah, you send it back to Vegas for game five. Vegas are hard to beat at home. This series has proven that. This entire playoff has proven that. Except that total anomaly in the first round against uh, the first round against the Jets, where they got absolutely obliterated. 
and then didn't happen again for the rest of the series. Like, other than the first game in Winnipeg going to overtime, every other win was pretty comfortable. And they took care of business against the Oilers, and now seems like they're taking care of business against the Stars. But things could change with it being in Dallas. I don't know. Like, Dallas's home ice advantage is also really good. Like, Dallas has become an established hockey market now, which uh, is insane. Like, try telling someone that when the uh, when the Minnesota North Stars moved down there and uh, just became the Stars. And now they're a really good team and have, like, if they, if they win this series, they have a legitimate shot at the cup. I think, I think they are capable of beating the Panthers should they come down from this 2-0, come out of this 2-0 hole. But if they if they lose even one of these games on home ice, and then it like if they if they split three and four, if they split games three and four, it's over. They're they're not winning a game five in Vegas. They have to win both of these and guarantee coming home for a game six. Like if it's if it's series point and you go back to Vegas, Vegas wins. Simple as that. Like you have to you have to make sure game five, if it happens, the series is two to two. Like that, the series cannot be decided by game five if if the Stars want to win it. Or they just also get swept. And and every sing and all four conference finals across the NBA and NHL are all four game sweeps. Which would be terrible, but it would also be kind of funny if that actually happened. That all four conference finals ended in a sweep. And I wonder if anyone's actually going to, because the, the superstition of not, not touching the conference championship trophy has been totally stomped by the lightning. Like they fondled the damn thing and they won two cups in a row. So I don't know. I've, I'm curious to see if anyone in either of these two series will actually touch the conference championship trophy. Should they win it? Because for the longest time, that was a big, fat no-no. Like, you do not touch the conference championship trophies. Because that is disrespecting the Stanley Cup. Which I think is great that hockey players have this long-ass list of superstitions and traditions. Like, I just recently learned that uh, normal people can drink out of the Stanley Cup. Like, people who are never going to play in the NHL. You can drink out of the Stanley Cup but only if someone who has already won it holds it for you. Like, that's that's hilarious, and I love that. Like, I could drink out of the Stanley Cup, but I would need, like, I would need, like, Bernie Perrant or Bobby Clark to hold it up for me. Like, I couldn't touch it. I could just drink out of it. I think that's absolutely hilarious. Like I would need, I would, and I would have, I would only do it with a, with a, I would only do it if it were a Flyers player holding the cup. So it'd have to be like, it'd have to be like one of the old guys from, from the seventies, <laughs> which is even funnier. Or like if Claude Giroux manages to ring chase and then he, and then like he comes back home after he retires 
which I think he will do. Like after he retires, he's going to do, he's going to do something with the flyers. He's, he's either going to work the TV broadcast or he's going to take a job in the front office with Danny Briere. Like one or the other. That's, that's absolutely happening after jury retires. Cause uh, the team owes him as much for how they, for how they handled the last few years of his time as a flyer. But I want, that's the thing. I want Vegas to win the Western Conference final because I want all of the chaos that would come from like the traditionalists losing their shit over teams from Las Vegas and Miami competing for the Stanley Cup. That would be so freaking funny. Like the original six teams who made the playoffs are already out. How many of them even made the playoffs? I don't think it was many. It was Toronto. Boston. And that's it. Only two of the original six even made the playoffs this year. Like a couple of the, uh, the first wave of expansion made it. Like the Islanders, they, they got in the, the stars are technically part of the first wave of expansion, but like the Seattle Kraken almost made the Western conference final. It could have been, a conference final between two teams whose combined age is seven. That would be so freaking funny. I just didn't want Dave Haxtell to win anything, so I'm happy it's the Stars. But I want I want Vegas to win the West. I want it to be Vegas Panthers. Do I think Vegas Hurricanes would be a more entertaining series? Maybe. Yes. Yes, I did. But now that we're here, give me the chaos. Give me the freaking chaos of Vegas versus Florida for the Stanley Cup. That is so funny. That's hilarious to me. I want that so bad now. And I, I do genuinely believe that's going to happen. So uh, that's that's what I'm pulling for at this point. Like, Flyers didn't even make the playoffs, so just give me the chaos. That's That's my mantra now. It's... Anyone but the Penguins or Boston, and then once that is uh, once that is accomplished, give me the chaos. Like send Boston and Pittsburgh home. Should they both make it? Penguins didn't even make it this year. But send both of them home, and then give me the chaos from there. That's that's what I want, and that's exactly what I got. Boston got bounced in the first round against an eight seed who barely made the playoffs. That's fucking funny. But yeah, I think uh, I think this time next week our Stanley Cup final will be set, and it'll be it'll be Florida Panthers versus Vegas Golden Knights, and I am very much looking forward to that series. I think that's going to be very funny. But uh, that's it for hockey. Let's get into some other stuff before we uh, wrap up the show. Not going to do like a segment break or anything because these last two are are pretty rapid fire, and they don't really fit anywhere else. It's just the NFL is uh, really fucking dumb. Because they voted 24 to 8 in favor of adding flex to Thursday night games. Why would you do this? Like, flexing a game that was supposed to start at 1 to 8.30 on a Sunday, that's not a big deal. You're moving a game 7 hours. But if you're taking a game from like 4.30 on Sunday and then putting it at 8 o'clock on Thursday... That's bullshit. 
because everyone already hates the Thursday games. Players don't like Thursday games, and really fans don't like Thursday games. Because they're often very low quality and run a very high risk of your good players getting injured. I fucking hate Thursday games. I hate Thursday games and I hate London games. Mexico City and Berlin, that's whatever. But I, I despise London games with a burning passion. Because Mexico City and Berlin games have actually mostly been pretty good. London games are shit, and they take place way too early in the morning. Which is weird, because actually, like, the, the time difference with Berlin makes the kickoff time more tolerable. Because Berlin is two hours ahead of England. But somehow that, like, works out even better. I don't know why. And... The crowd in Berlin is just way more into it than the crowd in London, at least based on what I've seen. I don't know. Like, Germany just feels like a more natural place that American football could take off than than London. Like, or having baseball in London, that, that makes no sense either, but that's a uh, completely different topic. But flexing Thursday night games. Why would the NFL think this is a good idea? Everyone expects Thursday games to be shit. You don't need to flex good games into Thursday to pump up Thursday night football. No one likes Thursday night football. And that's the big problem. Thursday night football sucks. Keep it that way. Like The only Thursday night games that should actually be good are the season opener which is reserved for the Super Bowl champion and one other random team who uh, is unlucky enough to have to play the Super Bowl champion the day they're hanging the freaking banner. And two, Thanksgiving. Those are the only Thursday games that should be good. And really, it's tradition for the Lions to play on Thanksgiving, so... It's tradition for the Lions and the Cowboys to play on Thanksgiving. So, Thanksgiving games aren't really all that good either. And this, this rule change with, with fair catches, no matter where you signal for them, being moved to the 25-yard line, that's, that's stupid. Like, if you fair catch the ball behind the 25-yard line, that's where you start. That's the entire skill of a kicker. That is part of the skill set of a good kicker, is pinning the enemy, pinning the enemy, pinning the other team in their own end. As deep as you can possibly get them without kicking the ball into or out of the end zone. Which I will admit, Justin Tucker does do a lot, because he's got a really powerful leg. But those times when he does, or, or like a punter, that's, that is the punter's entire skill set, is... Trying to get the ball as far down the field as you possibly can without it going into the end zone. That is the punt team's entire skill set. Why even, why even have these things at all if you're going to take away all of the skill and strategy? It's like Roger Goodell and the owners are turning into Rob Manfred. Like, 
they're destroying the game for the sake of making a legacy for themselves. That, that's certainly what Rob Manfred wants, and I hope whenever he is finally ousted as commissioner, all of his stupid rule changes, like the pitch clock, the ghost runner, and all of that other shit are undone and never brought up again because they suck. But this this feels like what will hopefully be a one-year rule, like reviewing pass interference ended up being. Because like everyone wanted pass interference to be reviewed, then no one ever overturned pass interference. So there was no point to challenging it, and everyone just got pissed. This, I hope, will be the same, because it's just as stupid as what the execution of reviewing pass interference was. And on the esports side of things, TSM is leaving the LCS! Oh, thank God! It's a beautiful thing that they are finally gone. I know they're one of the OG members. I know they're a founding member of the LCS. I don't really care. Reggie sucks. Like, I can't stand Reggie, and I hope TSM, the entire org, just crumbles and dies because of this. Like, Reggie's an asshole. You threw in your lot with FTX, and now you're out of money because you threw in your lot with a very shady crypto exchange. And now you have to, uh, and now you have to go compete in the LPL more than likely it hasn't been confirmed yet, but that's, that's obviously where they're going. Cause I don't think the LPL is franchised. I don't think the LPL is franchised. No, it might be. I don't think they have promotion and relegation, hmm. but they're not going to go to the LEC. Like, no LEC team is going to give up their spot for TSM. They're not going to go to the, the LCK because they just franchised. So yeah, like, the LPL is their only option. Because they're not going to downgrade regions from North America. Like, you're already in the worst of the big four. So, go to number two where you barely had enough money to compete in North America, now you're going to go to China, where you get your asses kicked. And it's going to be really funny. But like that video with, with Reggie, the fact that even the LCS commentators were saying good fucking riddance tells you how desperately everyone wants TSM gone. That's, uh, that's, that, that's all I want. I, I want, I, I want TSM gone. I don't care who replaces them. I hope it's SSG or, or version one. Like, I hope it's, I hope it's them. I, I really hope it's them. Because they would actually embrace the meme of uh of North America kind of sucking compared to uh compared to other regions and would just would just roll with the punches. I think both of those orgs are more than capable of doing that, so I hope they take that spot. And both of them actually have money, which uh would be nice given the current state of the LCS. 
But that's what I got for this episode of the mashup. Hope you all enjoyed. Hope you all enjoy the rest of your week. And to the wrestling fans, I hope you enjoyed this absolutely stacked weekend. But uh, until then, see you guys next time.